Welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's. Hello. Uh, we are recording stuff, I guess, in a different place. It might be a bit odd because uh, we normally do this in Bournemouth, but we're away at Bournemouth at the moment, so we're recording this um, in Nottingham instead, uh, which is, so if it seems a bit muddled or a bit all over the place, uh, that'd be mainly me having issues with the change of location. Nikki is so thrown off right now. Oh, yeah. Um... But yeah, I would say uh, what's uh, what's new um, with you at the moment? Anything? Uh, yeah, I'm in Nottingham. Oh no, I've just said that. Uh, uh, nothing else really new with me. Been relatively uneventful week. Last week didn't really do anything different that I can remember. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's weird because everything's kind of settled. Uh, the episodes we used to do at the start of this. Well, the beginning, it was like a new thing every week with, uh, you know, the week in general, but there's not really anything going on at the moment. Yeah, I think like having come, so obviously we both are here in Nottingham, so we travelled, not permanently, we're just visiting, but I think um, that was interesting because I think we were both looking forward to getting out of Bournemouth, but equally when it came to the actual time to go, a little bit of a freak out not like a a bad one but there was a lot of uh is like especially with you is your flat locked uh have you shut the door are all the windows shut uh are all the animals put away safely is everything okay there was a lot of that and same from me uh as well yeah and obviously we drove here so it was dealing with the car as well and, uh, and all extra things going on with that as well like does this need doing should I have done that uh, so yeah yeah but um we did it we got out and it's good yeah I think it's just the it's that bit right before when you have to force yourself to leave I think is the bigger issue and it's not because you don't want to go it's just the it's just the change of things yeah, it makes me wonder how anybody on the spectrum does anything, really, um, <laughs> other than what's meant to do, like, our routine. It was pointed out that even though I'm from Nottingham, I haven't been back here for two years, nearly two years, actually, um, maybe over two years. Um, and that's mainly down to the fact that it's weird to go anywhere for me, you know, like, holiday in or that kind of thing as much as I say that I don't like holidays and I don't do that kind of thing um the act of getting myself ready and leaving because I have like weird thoughts about um my own flat when I'm not there yeah so um I get like loads of odd thoughts about what will happen to the place what will go on with the flat like this there'll be a fire there'll be a burglary there'll be something um so I'm always thinking that might happen like I had a thought this morning I just thought if something's happened by now, I would know, I guess, because the people that live next door would have noticed and they would have told the somebody else in the building who would have then called, you know, these people and I'd have found out about it. But, uh, yeah, I just have thoughts like that, so I don't like leaving my flat um, because there's, I've got a weird thing about leaving it unattended for periods of time. It's like going to work. Yeah. Uh, I have the same thing. So, yeah, I think that's why one of the reasons I don't like going anywhere is because I get weird about like my base I guess and uh traveling too far away from it like people that go traveling in general like I'd never do that I think like a week away somewhere is uh 
is bad enough. You yeah. Know? So I don't like to do it if it can be helped. But then, I don't know, it's like a lot of things. There's a lot of things that I say that I want to do, but then, you know, like the thought of breaking out of routine or breaking out of what I'm used to uh, is too uh, intimidating, so I won't do it. Yeah. But yeah, um, also... The say thanks for everyone for listening to last week's episode because it seems to have done well than every other episode we've done. Not it hasn't had the most listens out of every episode, but um, it's listens in the week since it's happened because I've got like a tracker that tells me how many times it seems to have been listened to more than um, episodes done in the past, which is great. I know that Emily has asked me a couple of times now. Did it go okay? Did people not mind her? Um, she wasn't sure how well it was uh, going to go or how people would find her. But uh, yeah, yeah, things have done really well. And thank you everyone for your feedback on it because we are, we've had some really nice feedback. And I think um, one thing that I don't know if you were, I was a little bit worried about, and I know Emily was also a little bit worried about, was if it came across kind of negatively. Um, and I don't think it did and it didn't it definitely didn't mean to but I think um obviously we were talking about a relationship that um worked brilliantly as a friendship and um it did work as a relationship for a bit but it it didn't uh like it it didn't last as a romantic relationship so obviously when talking about the romantic side of that relationship it's not intentionally negative, it's just that it for you and Emily, it didn't work. So it, it wasn't to say that NT and AS relationships can't work, it's just in for you, for the for the two of you it was it will it didn't. But yeah. Um yeah, I just appreciate everyone saying such nice things about it because that was the thing that I was worried about and Emily was worried about as well afterwards. She was a bit like, Oh no, did that come across too negatively but obviously it's not it's not generalizing and it's not saying for everyone but in that situation we were just specifically talking about your relationship and really it wasn't a failure because the two of you get along really well now you're still really close friends so it it is a, a success just not yeah and you said uh i don't know if you've seen but there's some comments on our page that have said that they're in a ASNT relationship and it works well. Yeah. Um, but then there's other people that have said that they were in ones that didn't end well as well, but they, they feel like it makes sense because obviously for a lot of people, they don't really, um, sometimes like it just ends and they don't understand why it didn't work out or, you know, that kind of thing or why it didn't go anywhere um, or even though it seemed right, it ended. Um, some people have said that they like that what I said and what Emily said, her perspective of it, it it made sense to them or it made them feel better because obviously sometimes when you break up with someone you don't talk to them anymore anyway yeah so you never find out how it was you just have your own like speculation on what happened so some people liked the emily side of it on the basis that you could have like uh talking to someone after and hear the non like autistic perspective of it and it made some people just feel like it wasn't that bad really yeah and it, it was really nice actually because the way you broke up was uh like like you said in the episode, there was no malice or anything. It just literally was a, a conversation of this. We're probably not compatible in that way, but you you did maintain like a really good friendship, and um, it's nice the way you talk about it and the way you are with each other is 
like it's just like best friends, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still uh, see her all the time. Like I say, she's messaged about the episode, asking me how it went. Uh, so that was good. So uh, moving on to this week's topic. Yes. Uh, so we were going to do. We did the food one a bit ago. So yeah. not a bit ago, like episode before last, and we were supposed to do the other one on like exercise and like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So. But then we did the Emily episode because, we, like I say, arranging it was a bit of a... Like, we had to get a right time and that kind of thing. Yeah. So we thought we'd done it, we needed to post it, so we put it out there. So it's kind of broken up the two, but we're going to move on to the exercise side of things. Which is weird, because I know some people, when they first found out about the food topic, didn't think it would be an interesting like topic to talk about. Um, there were some people that said that they heard about it and then thought, oh, I don't know about this one. But they went into it anyway, and we weren't just talking about, like, food. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about, like, food and autism. So this would be a similar thing with exercise and autism. Um, and exercise is one of those things that I know that, I know for a lot of NT people, exercise is, like, a big thing. Like, um, the good, I tried to think about, like, the way to start this for this week. But one of the things that I've noticed is uh, is the gym. So the gym is one of those things that, is an NT thing mainly. I, I don't feel like gyms, for me anyway especially, are really that friendly for autism, if you know what I mean. Um, no, I find, uh, I don't think scary is the right word, but definitely I find gyms very intimidating and I can't imagine walking into a gym on my own and feeling comfortable exercising, honestly. No, I, I mean, I've been... I've been in gyms, um, but yeah, it's all right when you go with people. Mm. Um, and I think when I've signed up to them before, it's because I've gone with people. But then if you try going on your own, um, it is a lot harder because you've got to you've got to go, uh, and you've got to like if you don't get changed when you go there. Some people go there in your regular clothes and then get changed when they're there yeah. and do all that stuff. Um, I can't do things like after the gym, you know, like getting in a shower with other people that are in like communal shower yeah. areas. I can't do that. Uh, that's too, it's too much. I just can't do it. I'd rather just go home and not do that kind of thing. So there's the whole prepping for it. There's the whole like getting ready and then going into the gym. And then when you're in the gym, um, you've kind of got it in your head what order you want to do everything in. It's like everything else. It's, you've got like your schedule, your routine, the way you do everything. So you've got it in your head like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this, then this, then this. And then if you go in there, and then the first machine you want to use is in use. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you do? It's not a case of just, oh, well, okay, I'll I'll move on to the next one then and come back to that. I start just floating about like I'm going to not, you know, I start just waiting. I'll just pretend like I'm not ready to work out yet. Um, I'm here to do something else first. So I just start hanging around waiting for the machine <laughs> to be free. Yeah. But you can't work out how long someone's been on it for or, do you know what I mean? You, you don't know what you're supposed to do. So there's like there's that whole aspect of it. There's the fact that the gym is always full of people. Um, so you have to start then thinking... Like if it's full of people, because I, you've got like if you start putting your when you go into the gym in your routine or in your schedule for the week. You do mean you try and fit it in there, but then if you go at a certain time, say you've made your schedule of going to the gym like seven o'clock at night, 
and that's the time you want to go and that's the busy period of when everyone else goes to the gym it makes it horrible so then you have to start thinking about making your gym time a time when nobody goes yeah but then that ends up being like crazy early in the morning or really late at night and like both of those times aren't optimum for you um like we've done this before we talk about um i talk about like running because we run like first thing in the morning but it's hard sometimes to do it like first thing in the morning so like when you have the gym and you want to make it first thing in the morning and you can't do it because you can't get yourself to go at that time in the morning or you try and fit it somewhere else it's worse than when you don't start going so say you don't go to the gym because like i said you can't use the machine at the right time or there's too many people in there or it's too noisy um smells as well for me there's certain smells for the gym and that kind of thing so you start trying to put it in a time where nobody else is there like i say it's usually a time of day where you don't want to be going so then you don't go. Uh, and then for me, I have like then the anxiety of they're taking money out of my bank account and I'm not going anymore. Yeah. Um, or you get it in your head that you don't want to go to the gym like three times a week uh, and then you don't go for one time. So then for me, I start panicking about like, oh, I haven't gone like, you know. Yeah. Oh, well, what does that mean? Like, especially if I've gone to the gym for like, I want to lose weight or if I want to achieve something which is obviously why most people go to the gym or something like that and then you start missing sessions because you don't want to go because it's too busy or it's too whatever um you then start even though you're not like putting on weight or even though if you're not achieving the thing you want to think you start thinking that you're going the other way because you haven't been going to the gym so I start thinking I'm putting on weight and the gym's taking my money um and I get like a weird anxiety of I should be leaving for the gym now but if I go now everybody's going to be in there so I don't want to go in there if everybody's in there so I'm not going to go or I'll leave it a bit and then before you know it, it's like 10 o'clock at night and you think well do I go now I've got to be up early in the morning so do yeah. I go to the do I be tired tomorrow or do I just not go and get sleep and then you've got like that and then you don't go and then you think oh you know I probably won't eat this tomorrow then because that'll have yeah. to counteract going so like I think it's it's weird because the gym and like that element i mean obviously we can cover other stuff with exercise but just that because that's like the thing everyone thinks about when you say to someone exercise most people think join a gym yeah um and i i really don't think for anybody out there that's on the spectrum that they want to like have a regular exercise routine or something like that i don't know if gyms are autism friendly um i'm not there might be autism friendly gyms out there or it might be like places that do you know, like they do an autism hour. Yeah. There might be gyms that do like autism bits, you know, like between this and this is autism. It's not an autism thing, but it's quieter or it's for people who do have like social anxiety and that kind of thing. But it's, it's I don't think it's that positive for people on the spectrum, especially like you said, trying to just walk into a gym, like walk through the front door into the actual gym on your own. Um is a bit like hideous like I have to always go in with like music on and I have to like not look at anybody and that kind of thing so I've never really done it I like I said I've been to two gyms I went to one when I first went to uni and one ages ago before I went to university and I always found it really like it gave me a lot of anxiety just like I was fine traveling there but the second I got there and I'm about to enter the building There'd be this weird thing of like, oh, don't go in. Should I go in? Don't go in. I don't know if I want to go in. Yeah. And then you've got the the element of, I have a weird thing about like people watching me exercise. I was going to say that, yeah. Or people watching me use the machines or that kind of thing. Because what if I'm doing it wrong or um, 
you know what if uh i don't know like it's just a weird thing like some people can do it like faster or better or that kind of thing i always feel like there's a weird element of like um comparing yourself to people or people like judging you for the way you're doing stuff so i find the whole experience just bizarre and like not comfortable at all like i think both times i've tried to be in one i think i managed like two three sessions and then just thought i can't i can't keep coming here this is bad yeah i think um so i had the same thing even though chances are uh nobody is watching me in the gym whatsoever i'm sure nobody really cared about what i was doing i don't for some reason in my head when i walked through the door everyone was staring uh and wanted to see exactly what i was doing i don't know why it's just i think that's just a quite a typical burger thing um and i th- i think the problem for me as well was always the pressure like what if i started doing a machine and then realized after two reps that i was done with that machine i didn't like it it was uncomfortable or whatever I didn't want people to see that I'd only done two reps and then how many is the right amount to show that you've done a bit of a workout on that machine. And sort of um, similarly, kind of uh, moving from the gym, I had the same sort of thing with running, Um, not to the same level, but um, when I first started running, uh, I've always been quite lucky in that I started running when I was... um, think I was 15 or 16 when I started running and I was lucky in the sense that I was quite I suppose naturally um I could run so when I started I I did a 5k and I was okay with that um but I was always really anxious about people seeing me when I ran I don't know why it's not I, I don't really care what I uh, like look like, so... Oh, yeah, no, I've had that. I had that um, as well, same. But yeah, carry on, carry on. Um, yeah, so I was always kind of worried about people seeing me and judging me and what if I was running too slowly. And uh, especially when I started running longer distances, when I started training for things that were a lot further... I'd always have this anxiety of what if I need to stop and then what if someone sees that I've stopped and it doesn't have to be someone I know. What if I just see a stranger while I'm stopped and for some reason I'll think that they're judging me like, oh, she can't do it. Not that it matters and it it really doesn't, but I definitely used to have that with running. Um, I don't anymore and I think the reason for that is just the more I did it, the more comfortable I got with myself. Like I now know that I probably won't need to stop. But if I do need to stop, I think I have the own security in my head of, I need to stop today because of this reason, not because I can't do it. Um, I think it just comes with having done it more. Um, and now, yeah, now I don't care. I think another thing that really helped with that was when I started running, not in the area that I'm from, Um so obviously I moved to Bournemouth and I think running from running in Bournemouth was different for me because I didn't know anyone there um even now I don't know that many people there and where I'm from I think I was always just worried that I would see people that knew me from school and then maybe they'd say something to people at school I don't know something like that some pressures there um so definitely moving to Bournemouth really helped and um, also, like you said, we run most of the time sort of first thing in the morning, so it's quite quiet. We tend not to run when it's too busy because 
not for anxiety reasons, more just because it's annoying if you're constantly trying to get around people and you're going to be in people's way, they're going to be in your way, everything like that. But um, for me, I think just doing it more and having more confidence in myself as a runner really helped. And uh, yeah, I, I hate to say that the thing that really helped me was the fact that I now live far away from where I'm from, but that really did make a difference for me. I started realising when I was out and about that I didn't care because everyone was a stranger and it it did it was more comforting. But yeah, what well, what about you with running? Because you've always ran you only started running sort of a year ago. Too well. Um, I don't know, it's it's one of those things where um I contemplated running as a form of exercise because just to sort of say like exercise in general, I think for people on the spectrum, I've noticed that the ones that work out the best are the solitary ones like running um, and I cycle as well. Um, But I'm just thinking of like, obviously we said like the gym, but I've noticed that like, I don't know how good sport based exercises or team based exercises. So obviously like in school, um when you play like football and rugby and things like that it's a form of exercise i suppose that's like obviously made you to do in school and there are people that once they finish school or after school do football um or team sports and that kind of thing but i always found team sports um a problem i always found it like a a thing that i couldn't really do um yeah because you've got to work with other people and you've got to have that like group mentality and stuff so I was never really good at that because everybody expects you to be a certain way and I think the feeling of not knowing when to you know when's a good time to pass something to it yeah like I just never really like got the whole team sport thing but I know for a lot of people that's like a form of exercise where they play football and that kind of thing so I do think that like the group based activities um were the ones that I struggled with the most because I was not good at any team sports or being part of a team. Um, they always, I always picked roles within the team that were more solitary. So when I played football, I always tried to be like goalkeeper because you don't have to work with anybody in that situation. And it's hard because obviously when you grow up not being diagnosed, you're obviously made to do that kind of thing. I don't know if it works any different in autistic schools or children that are recognised as autistic. I don't know if they're meant uh, made to do like team sports and that kind of thing as well I'm not sure I've never really looked into it but I know for me it was very difficult I hated uh, team sports in general I did not like doing them but it wasn't the physical activity of it it's not like it was too tiring um, it's just I couldn't do the whole team thing I, I never really worked on so I never really got good at like playing the actual sport itself um, or the physical activity of the sport because I was too focused on everybody else so it meant that everybody else got really good at like you know, skills with like balls and that kind of thing. But yeah. I was too focused on trying to appear normal while I was on the pitch or whatever that I um it never really caught on. So I always really hated it. And then as a add on to that, obviously all my friends started to like football and supporting football teams and that kind of thing. But because I didn't understand the sport in general, I just couldn't get on with it. I couldn't understand it. So it just sort of it made me think that it's not, it's not, I'm not like a very like team person, but for a long time I thought that it was just because I wasn't good at sports. Um, yeah. But then solo based ones, I managed to get the hang of, I suppose. I say solo based ones like running and cycling. Um, they're ones that you don't require a team, but even then, um, 
like sports days at school because obviously you do sports days at school or like athletics you know it is like running on your own um or you know long jump high jump that kind of thing you're still competing against other people and even though it's not a team-based thing there's still the element of you've got to be faster yeah. than the other people or jump further than the other people. And that always put a lot of pressure on me to be better than everyone else. And then when everybody else would beat me at stuff, I, um, I'd i be weird about it. Like I didn't understand why I couldn't do it or why they could do it. Or yeah. um, it never really made sense that with that kind of thing. So I only like to do stuff where I'm on my own and there's no element of competition, but it's not because I'm not. Well, I'm not competitive, but um, I don't think that's because I'm not competitive because whatever reason it makes people competitive. I'm just, I'm not because um, I can't be because when I get, if it made me competitive, I'd have to be the best, the best immediately. Yeah. And if I'm not, it's not a case of, well, I'll get it next time or I just need to work on that. I just feel like it's not, it's not right. Um, it's the same when I'm cycling because I cycle to and from work and everywhere else and the real reason that i cycle is because i can't use public transport um i don't like being on buses uh with loads of people like i said i don't mind trains and trains aren't so bad but there is sometimes where trains are horrible to be on because there's nowhere to sit and everyone's i'm all right on a quiet train but i would never get on a train during like peak times uh, and it's the same with with buses yeah I just won't use them at all. And so because of that, I decided to be cycling instead. I decided to cycle to and from work because I thought that would be a way of getting to and because I could walk, but walking to work takes too long. You know, it takes like an hour and a bit. Whereas if I cycle it, it's like 15 minutes. So I originally started cycling just as a way to not be on a bus. Um, but then I got into that and that was like a good form of exercise because obviously riding a bike is is good. But um if I'm cycling to work and even when I'm carrying like a bag of stuff, cause I carry like a big backpack of everything I need for work. Um, if someone goes past me, yeah, there's then this element of they're faster than me. They're like a quicker cyclist than me. So then I'm trying to catch up with them, even though they're wearing no bag. So I mean, they're obviously out on like a bike, ride, bike ride. They've got like all the full cycling stuff on. Yeah. I'm wearing like a, my cycling stuff is, it's a mixture of like, I have to have like durable things because I cycle all the time. Um, so it's not like a full like spandex outfit or whatever. Yeah. If someone goes past me, I'm then having to like catch up with them, yeah. overtake them and like end up wearing myself out. And um, I'm kind of like that a bit with running, I suppose, as well. Is is I'm all right as long as I'm on my own. Like you say, if you go out early in the morning, it's fine. It's just the element of other people being around you i think it's uh it's weird like say if someone runs past me for some reason i feel the need to i don't feel like i'm running fast enough or you know um doing it properly uh, and i think that's because like with everything else like i've talked about before with like my masking and that kind of thing with any sort of social stuff i find like even exercise in groups or around people i feel like it's a, a social thing and i need to behave a certain way so it affects my behavior so um yeah yeah so it's uh it's one of the things that's difficult but then um it's not like you i suppose oh, i should know what i was gonna say there that's fine i think um i i agree with you i think that i find it difficult to do group things in in general and that is, is more than just exercise just 
group activities for for all things I think are a little bit more challenging for um certain people on the spectrum for sure and like you say the same with exercise there's uh the added element of the competitiveness which uh I don't know some some I know is can be a struggle for some people on the spectrum um for me I think the the reason I exercise isn't so much for well I suppose it is you know partly for I suppose physically to maintain or yeah to to maintain a, a certain um aesthetic but I don't I wouldn't say that that's the main reason I exercise at all um I don't do it for uh for how I look physically um I definitely think that uh, for me exercise has a huge difference mentally um and that's where I think it really comes into how it benefits me I definitely feel a lot better if I am sticking to quite a regular exercise routine I think it really helps me um with with a lot of things so I walk to and from work every day and the walk is it takes about half an hour um yeah it's about a 30 minute walk and I think for me that time is really good because I put my noise cancelling headphones on um to walk to work and it's kind of like my break from being at home to being at work it really helps to separate the two because I do have a period of time to get from one place to another I don't know if that makes any sense but I find it it breaks home and work life apart for me um I don't know if you feel the same with your cycling um yeah I guess so um I need time to um I suppose yeah if there was any way like I don't know if I started working next door to yeah you know like where I lived then that'd be difficult I suppose um if I don't have to get on the bus because getting on a bus to go to work is difficult because I'm getting up and then you know you go to catch a bus and I start thinking like if I missed it am I going to miss it there's like that weird time frame of yeah am I going to make it on time to the bus what if I miss the bus then you get on the bus and it's busy and then you're I'm having to like worry about people that can see me on the bus and what they're thinking about me and all that kind of stuff yeah then you get off the bus and then you're at work so like yeah I, I get what you mean like it takes me like 15 minutes to cycle to work and in those 15 minutes I am more I suppose prepped or it's able to have that transition I mean I I could get that from walking as well um but there is something about the I guess the physical exercise of it as well I imagine if I was sat I don't know like in some sort of like driverless driverless car on the way to work I think I'd worry more about where I was going than I do if I'm doing exercise I do think like with the walking or the cycling um because exercise is supposed to be good for you mentally in that way um i do feel like it if it does release endorphins whatever it is i feel like that is more of a positive thing than um normal the only thing i've noticed is even with my cycling is once i get to like the i'm about two minutes away from work then the thoughts of i'm about to be at work i'm about to do the thing for the day come in but they're less likely than um if i wasn't doing the exercise i think the physical activity is distracting to some level it's the same with me from when i get back from work or before work uh if i go for a run Mm. yeah i think running also is a good way for me to um clear like my anxiety thoughts like when we run together uh i usually use it as a way to basically empty 
all the things that, yeah. are, on, that are in my head at you, I that, suppose. That's actually what I was going to say next as yeah. well. So it was a, a nice transition there. Um, so when we run, we run together uh, most of the time. If I run on my own, I, I kind of do the same thing. I use it as a time to really think about things that might be bothering me. And I think the combination of thinking about them whilst doing some sort of physical exercise is, is quite helpful, something that's a little bit strenuous. But for us, when we run together, um, especially for you, but I think we both use it as a, a time to, I mean, we say kind of to rant and it and it sort of is. It's our time where we, I think our usual run is about an hour, maybe just under. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we run for a lot longer, but usually it's around an hour, maybe 45 minutes. Um, and we spend that time really just getting everything off our chest that has annoyed us about the day. So sometimes it will be talking about work or sometimes it will be talking about people. And sometimes it will just be talking about things that are happening in the world that are kind of irritating to us, you know, like news stories that have riled us up or whatever. And I think it is quite a healthy way to get it out while we're out like we're in the outside so it's I, I don't I don't know if this sounds really cheesy but to not be saying it in the in like your flat for example because mm. if you say it in your flat then it's kind of that's the the attitude of being in there for that period of time I don't know if that makes any sense but if you're saying it while you're outdoors then when you get back to your flat and you've had a shower and you're sitting in the living room then it's a different, you can talk about something else and you haven't started that conversation there, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. I really think like while we're out for a run and yeah, something about combining it with physical exercise, it makes it feel better. It's almost like you're saying it, but you're also pushing your body at the same time and then you can come back and just relax. Um. Like you've got the bad thoughts out. You've also got like you've used up some energy and now it's relaxed time. If that, yeah, if you agree, I don't know. Yeah, I think that works. I mean, um, I always have issues, or I suppose used to have issues with falling asleep. Um, like I have a lot of like repetitive thoughts, uh, ruminating that kind of thing. I'm yeah. going to bed, um, and that would stop me from falling asleep. So I'd just get into bed and then not be able to sleep for ages. Um, but I've noticed that like if I have done a run or something like that I've noticed that then because I've got the thoughts out even if I'm not running with you and I'm running on my own yeah it still helps me like work stuff out um same with walking long distances uh, yeah I have found that it, if I walk on my own it it makes me think about a load of stuff and I and I get it out of my head uh unless I'm walking to meet you if I'm walking to meet you then I just think about all the stuff I'm gonna say <laughs> when I see you um all the things that I want to ask you about but yeah, I I do feel like there's a some sort of and there's probably like a scientific reason for it, but there's like a um, there's definitely like a combination of why um, I can only get certain thoughts out or I can only like I suppose like get rid of the the things that I'm thinking about a lot if I'm doing some sort of exercise at the same time. If I do it just sat still, it it seems like endless. It just goes on like I think about something. And I think about all the things that are bothering me and, it, you know, I go through them all, but then I'll just start again and then go through them all again and yeah. then start again. It's something to do with when I do it when I'm on a run or when I do it when I'm cycling or walking. Um, it 
it seems to, as I've had the thought, it goes and then it doesn't come back until something similar happens again that yeah. makes me think about it again. But it's not a continuous cycle and there may be like a, a weird link for that, uh, which I think is probably a, yeah, which is, you know, people always say that like exercise in general is good for you. Um, or if you're feeling stressed or agitated or something like that, it's a good thing to do. And especially with me, it does seem to help. Um, but obviously there's times where I can't really do anything about it. So there's times where I'll be agitated and stressed, uh, but I'm still like start of my day or something and I haven't got time to go yeah. do the thing. But then I have to just deal with that in general. I think um, another thing, like I really noticed the difference if I've been sat indoors for a large quantity of the day, just getting outside and doing something, whether it be walking, running, cycling or other things outside, just being a little bit active and not indoors I really think helps um just make me feel better like yesterday we went for quite a long walk around town I mean it wasn't like a, a hike or anything but we were out for quite a significant amount of time a good few hours just walking around and I think it really I really felt the difference I loved it I loved even though the weather wasn't that good and there were lots of things that would uh you, you know like being in a more a town it wasn't too busy but it's quite a big town there are lots of factors such as that that usually would be a little bit uncomfortable but I was just felt so much better for having been outside for a longer period of time and doing a bit of walking around and um because sort of the last few days before that we'd, we'd spent a lot of time driving and being sat in the car because it took us about four and a half hours to drive here and uh on the friday we'd both been at work so we'd been sort of at work and then driving in a car um so i think it does make a big difference to get out like i really noticed the difference just being out um made me feel better made me feel less sort of cooped up so i think that's really helpful um another thing i was going to talk about as well is um the sensory aspect that we get if uh, if you're happy to talk about about that with our running and walking yeah um and cycling as well um but we both wear barefoot running shoes mm. um which is also transversed into we now wear barefoot shoes sort of all the time yeah um and so so barefoot shoes are shoes that have a really thin sole the sole is strong enough to protect against glass or you know sharp objects on the floor it can't penetrate but you can really feel everything um all the ground beneath your feet if you stand on a stone it hurts there's not any um sort of cushioning or padding there um and there's loads of science behind why you would want to wear them for I don't know walking and running and and the benefits, but for us I think the the main one is being able to feel everything. Um, we've mentioned before sort of stamping I I uh, stomp that's the word stomping. Yeah. I I tend to be quite heavy footed because I get sensory pleasure from yeah. my feet hitting the ground. Um, and in barefoot shoes I just feel it more. I think you have a similar thing as well. Um, yeah, like I say, it's I, I prefer not having things on my feet. Um, yeah. I'm weird with, well, not, we talked about like clothes and fabrics and that kind of thing before. Um, but yeah, there's something about not having stuff on my feet. Um, and 
the way I walk in general uh, is, I suppose, different. Like I say, I have a walk that is more for like sensory stuff. Um, so yeah, swapping them over to these shoes did seem better for me um, because, like I say, it is the feeling of the floor. Like usually, uh, even like as a kid, I used to go outside a lot barefoot yeah. um, without like shoes and socks. And I'm like that around houses and flats. I don't really wear like socks when I'm indoors or slippers or anything like that. Um I just kind of walk around with no shoes on a lot of the time. So it's the same when I've got shoes on my feet, I'm very like aware of them. We've talked before about like tags in your clothes that you can feel on your back. With me, when I've got things on my feet, I can kind of tell they're on my feet. Um I weirdly have a similar problem with facial hair as well. Yeah. Uh where I can't have I can't let my facial hair like grow out because it gets to a certain length and I can feel it on my face constantly. I'm constantly yeah. aware that it's there. Uh and it it starts to become like really irritating. It feels like I'm wearing something on my face, so I have to get rid of it. And it's the same with shoes and um, some items of clothing as well. Uh, I feel better once I've got them off. And so, yeah, it works better for that. And, yeah, like with the running and stuff, it, it feels better for me um, in general. Uh, I, I feel like there is like a sensory thing which is more calming Um than normal shoes I suppose Uh, and so that's why I've started doing them for walking it's just because I think it is the feeling of feet on the floor I mean my sensory therapist said I did things like um, really like press my feet into the floor when I walk and you can tell if you ever look at like my shoes if you flip them over you can always see that the heel goes first on my shoes like it always seems to wear out really quickly like I put holes through the bottoms of a lot of shoes I've owned um because of the way I walk and the way I like force my feet into the floor. Um, and yeah, it's a sensory thing. It's uh, You'll probably see if you are on the spectrum or know somebody who is that they'll do something sensory. Uh, I know someone that used to drag themselves against walls when they walked or um, it's just things like that. Um, so yeah, I feel like it helps with that. And then if you combine that with the running and the thinking and everything, I found it's a way to to calm myself just to help myself sleep and that kind of thing because a lot of sensory stuff doesn't really work for me that well um like you've got a weighted blanket but the weighted blanket for me I've used it occasionally it doesn't really have the same effect on me but running and exercise does seem to have that yeah Uh, it's one of the only few things I can do to help myself I suppose relax or calm down um other than like computer games and that kind of thing yeah um and same. I mean, I don't have the same uh, problems as as you, like the ones that you've just mentioned. But I definitely have noticed the difference in. It just sort of gives me a little bit more enjoy enjoyment. I suppose. I think I like it makes me look forward to going for a run because I know that I'm gonna get that sensory feel from it. And yeah, we have started wearing them just as. So we have running shoes, but we also have barefoot shoes for that look more like normal um, daytime shoes that we wear um, just for the day. And it really does make a difference. It makes me feel better about going outside, um, which is, is quite interesting. And it is, it is nice. And then, you know, sometimes I seek out more um, like rougher terrains just so I can get that sensory feeling from it um we yesterday actually we were walking on I guess more cobbled um ground and that was quite nice Uh, I enjoyed sort of feeling that um and other than just the shoes that's another thing that I think you in particular get from 
cycling I mean I do but you always cycle in a really high gear for I think a similar similar reason yeah I, uh, I'd cycle in like a harder gear um so it's one where you have to really like really push for yeah. the pedals to move and yeah same again it's the force feedback of um pushing down the pedal I find it more calming I've noticed that if I put it on a lighter gear and I cycle when it's looser um that seems to annoy me. I seem to get agitated with that when my legs move really quickly and I'm barely moving. Yeah. Um. So there is something to the the pushing, even if the pushing like down is is difficult or is harder to do for some reason. I prefer that. Same with like going up hills and that yeah. kind of thing. There's something about the um the feeling of that which is uh I prefer. Um. Like I say, I'm not sure what it is. I spoke to my sensory therapist about it once. But she just said you need like sensory feedback, and getting the feedback for some reason is, um, it's some, it's calming. It's the same with like um, weighted stuff or pushing things that are heavy or lifting things that are heavy. Um, I know some people on the spectrum that are into like weightlifting, yeah, and that kind of thing because they get uh, an interesting like feeling from lifting something up that's heavy. Um as opposed to not doing it for like muscle gain and that kind of thing. They're doing it because there's some sort of relaxing to just lifting heavy things off the floor yeah, uh, and then putting them back down again. So there's a lot of that. Um, I feel like I have that to some extent. I always lift stuff that is heavy or carry like when I'm walking back from like shopping. Um, sometimes I'll carry like all bags um, up and down stairs or I'll carry yeah. like four or five bags and Emily said once that she used to like that I'd carry all the bags of the thing, but she said that I was just doing it for a stim. I was just stimming yeah. by purposely carrying like four heavy shopping bags and saying, it's don't worry, you don't have to carry anything. I'll carry it all, put a backpack on me, give me four bags. She said it was nice because she felt that like people she'd been with in the past didn't have the same sort of like chivalry or <laughs> uh, that kind of thing. And she said that it was nice that they'd make her carry her bags, but she likes going with me. She kept calling me like her pack horse but then um she realized that i was just doing it almost like selfishly just for the stem of carrying something heavy for a distance um so yeah it's the same thing there i think i've noticed that a lot of people that i've seen on like social media and like um burger sites on facebook in general there's a lot of them that are into weightlifting um or that kind of thing because it gives them some sort of uh enjoyment from it but do you think the normal reasons, the NT ones of I want to build muscle or I want to lose weight and that kind of thing, but really there's like a hidden element there that I suppose NT people get, but it's they don't pick up on it like people on the spectrum do. And obviously because our emotions to stuff are slightly duller on a lot of things, like as much as the endorphin thing is something people say they work out for endorphins, I'm not sure that I experience endorphins from doing stuff. I don't feel like, like there's supposed to be like a rush of, happiness or yeah joy or whatever I don't get that but I do get some sort of like feeling of relaxation from it instead so I don't get the the mood lifting of um working out which I think is why a lot of people NT people anyway feel good after they've worked out because of that thing of enjoyment I feel like a more relaxed vibe from working out yeah um, and I think a lot of people on the spectrum that do go to the gym if they go to the gym if they can go to the gym um or do some sort of working out it's because they like the um the stim the like it kind of like calms them down a bit like just doing that uh it's the same with like weighted blankets or um one of the ones that I was told I know some people say that they like to sit on a gym ball instead of a um seat 
so they say it's good for like your posture and there's loads of NT people that use gym balls as like a chair instead of like an actual chair when they're at home watching telly they'll just sit on a gym ball and watch telly on there but my sensory therapy said that that was also good for people on a spectrum because it helps you concentrate because yeah. it's moving all the time so it helps you like not get too bogged down in your thought processes by just having a gym ball and that was recommended to me to do as well um and there is something about the trying to stay on a ball, uh, which is also like a form of exercise, I suppose, that's interesting. The only one of the exercises that I've noticed that doesn't work for me, which is one of those ones that people have said works well for those on the spectrum, is uh, things like yoga. Because with like yoga, you've got to, um, I guess they tell you to like, you know, clear your mind and, um, yeah. you know, you're supposed to focus on that. I'm not good at that because I... Uh, I get too distracted in my head when I'm doing stuff. I'm not able to shut off. So ones like that don't work for me. I need like exercises that are quite tough. Yeah, I suppose because like with cycling, running, that kind of thing, you don't need to be thinking. Uh, well, you can think, but you don't need to be focused so much. Yeah. Um, and also, it's useful because obviously, like we've said about the barefoot running shoes and that kind of thing, I have seen some people that are autistic that are into cycling. And then cycling becomes your like special interest yeah. or like one of your obsessive thoughts is sometimes it is gym stuff or running stuff or cycling stuff. So it's kind of like a, it kind of works double there. Not only have you got exercise that's giving you like stimulation, it's also like good for your like thought processes. You then get really into bikes, you know, you start thinking about yeah. all different types of bikes and all different types of, you know, things you can do with cycling. And then you're into like cyclists and like cycling on telly and like it becomes your thing, which is also good because um, I think the obsessions and the special interests are good things for people on the spectrum to have to have something that they're into. Yeah, and that's quite a positive one, I suppose. It brings a lot of benefits with it, mm. uh, both mentally and physically. So, yeah, I uh, I agree. I don't have the same thing with yoga. I, I do actually enjoy yoga quite a lot. Um, again, for sensory reasons, um, I think yoga is a, a really good one for things like that because where you're really pushing your body into different stretches that can be bordering on uncomfortable but that's kind of what I like I, I kind of like a certain level of discomfort um so so I I find yoga really good for for that especially the more difficult stretches um not that I'm very good but to really push my body into it and to feel different parts of my body almost ache I quite like that um like you said with the heavy lifting I don't have that um probably because I'm not I can't lift anything but I I definitely um when I was at school I always wanted to be on the rugby team um and not because I liked rugby just because I liked the idea of someone charging into me and just the impact of hitting me um if, if you don't know what rugby is I know it's not uh that common in yeah I think other... I, I think people, there's rugby in other I, I know there is. I just I remember listening to like an American podcast once, and they were like, "What is rugby? It's it's like it's a game. It's kind of it's almost similar to American football." Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, it's pretty, I mean, I don't. I I played rugby, and I still understand the rules. I'd say they're pretty much the same game. I think I think they are different, <laughs> but <laughs> but they're similar-ish. It's quite a high impact sport. Um, you don't wear padding though, so you definitely feel the impact of charging into each other um i quite like that and i think sometimes i like i try and play fight with you quite a lot because i quite like pushing um 
I just quite kind of like wrestling vibes I quite like that I'm not very good at it but I really like I guess that high impact kind of thing I don't know if you get anything from that uh well, I mean I did I did martial arts for oh, yeah, for a long time um they originally meant to do it because obviously when I was younger um my I think my parents recognized that I had like a uh, anger issues in general so they thought you know a lot of people get done get given martial arts as a way to deal with that because it's supposed to focus yeah your like anger and um you also then like don't need to um you understand that you learn to control it and that kind of thing it didn't really work for that but there were the martial art i did was full contact it was a full contact martial art so it wasn't like the ones that uh you know you do them just it's a lot of movements and you know yeah that kind of thing it was a it was full contact in general um so it was there was like sparring there was um there was like wrestling that kind of thing um there was like fighting in general uh and i did find that enjoyable to a sense um for the same reasons like obviously it stopped me from thinking about like the stuff that would bother me um, I did have anger outbursts during it, which wasn't helpful at times. So there were times where, because it's it's weird, because I, I I enjoyed parts of it and I did enjoy the the like I say I'm not into being touched that much. Um, yeah. And obviously when it comes to that kind of thing, it is touching. So there is sometimes I didn't I didn't mind the wrestling and the sparring if I was winning. Yeah. But when I lost, um, I didn't enjoy losing, especially if it was like um if it was like a wrestling thing and they pinned me down and I couldn't move. So I couldn't like get out of the thing they yeah. put me in. I found myself getting almost to like the level of meltdown um, because of it. And then I'd start like lashing out and there'd be times, if, not so much as I got older, but when I was younger where they'd let go of me because I'd won. And then as we got up, I'd just start hitting them and like yeah. start attacking again, even though it was over, which, um, you know, nearly got me kicked out a couple of times because I couldn't control it. But then as time went on, I mean, I did it for a, I think I did it from from about the age of nine till I was 22, I did martial arts for. Yeah. Um, obviously, as time went on, I did control it better. But then I don't know if that was down to the fact that I got good at it, that it was hard to be beaten. So yeah. a lot of people struggled to beat me in general. It was only the higher grades. But when you get beaten by a higher grade, it's not like when you first start out and everyone's a bit clumsy and everyone knows what they're doing. They were the times when it was irritating me where... You know, like a stray like punch would hit me somewhere in the face and I'd yeah. be like, you know, immediately someone's touched my face, so I'd then Yeah overreact as I do. And then as I got older, once I had become like I eventually became like an instructor. And when it was that stage, the only people that would be able to beat me at that point were the people that were like higher than me, but they would never do something that was accidental or they'd never put you in a hold that was like covering your face completely so you couldn't really breathe that well. Yeah. Um, so I never saw the outbreaks later on. Um, it could be that martial arts calmed it down. I would say that my anger levels now are nowhere near the levels of when I was a child. <clears throat> I still get angry now, but it's more verbal. I, I'm never. Yeah. I'm not physically aggressive to anyone anymore. No. No, you're not. Um, and that could have been martial arts that channeled that, or it could just be an older thing. But the exercise of martial arts, I found, did help. When I did come out of it, I did feel um, calmer, mm. uh, even though it was groups and I wasn't big with groups. And it was difficult sometimes when I first started out because you have to train with people you don't know. Uh, and I did find it awkward. I used to only pick out people that I knew. So my brother used to do it as well. And then some of my brother's friends would do it. 
So I'd only pick them out or I'd try and train with my dad because my dad was um, was the he's the person that got me into it. He was an instructor and had been for a long time. Like he owned a dojo that I did with him. So sometimes I'd try and pick him out. But obviously he's supposed to be going around making sure everyone's doing it correctly. But I kept trying to like get him to to go with me because I didn't want to go with other people. But then yeah. as you get on, you want, you get to know everyone better. It's kind of like being at work or school. Eventually, you know kind of everyone, so it's not as bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say I totally did all that for the sensory stuff. I noticed that a lot of stuff that I was into was the sensory things. Um, it was the, the stuff that was more like <clears throat> being thrown, the impact on the floor yeah. or um, pushing people about or that kind of thing. I just didn't like anything that was too like in my face or too touchy but the general thing of it was was fine yeah. Uh, and yeah it might be the same way some people like rugby uh or that kind of thing I suppose yeah I definitely think that I I like things like that I like being thrown I like pushing um and being pushed it's a weird a weird sensory thing for me yeah um yeah I think that's I think that's quite quite interesting that you say that that helped with your I think in general exercise can help with um I guess yeah I think the aggression um that can sometimes be directly linked to um Asperger's I think the exercise exercise can certainly help with that because I'm not very aggressive as a person um in general I don't I'm I wouldn't say I'm very aggressive I don't really I don't get angry that often it's not really my thing but I definitely think that um if I haven't done exercise for a longer period of time I notice myself get probably more aggressive and I think that comes from almost craving some form of of uh physical stimulus I guess yes and and I I do think when I when I am working out it is usually not to push myself so hard that I break, but definitely to push myself to a point where it's, it's just a little bit physically uncomfortable. That's kind of a level that I quite like and I think really helps with, with Asperger's. Like I say, with yoga, I can I like to do things that are almost a bit uncomfortable. With running, I like to run a little bit faster than would be my, my comfort level. And with cycling, like you say, going to that harder gear... Oh, well, with me, it's it's if I say like I run and I get start getting tired or start getting a stitch and that kind of thing, um, I find myself wanting to stop immediately. Yeah. Um. So for me, I, I kind of have the opposite. I'm okay with it until it starts becoming uncomfortable. Okay. Uh, and then I kind of want to stop. With the heavy cycling, it's fine. Um, I don't mind doing it because I can do it. But say if I do it for too long. Yeah, and I start to tire out. Uh, that's when I start finding myself getting like worked up and like agitated again. Okay, uh, it's the same with running. If running gets too much, um, I start thinking like, when's it going to be over? And uh, especially if it's a run that I do regularly, yeah, um, and I know how much further I've got left, I get to a point where I start thinking like, oh, I want to be done with this now. But then in my head, I start thinking, well, if I start walking this, it's going to take like three times the time to get back to the flat now. So do I keep going or don't I keep going? So like I kind of have a, a, a different a different feel to it. It kind of distracts me once I start if I start getting like worn out or a stitch or that mm. kind of thing. Then I start focusing on that and not focusing on the things that I'm doing, and then I start finding myself getting like annoyed 
uh, that I'm starting to tire all of a sudden. So, uh, yeah, for me, it's like a weird balance. I enjoy it. Um, but then once it starts becoming like not enjoyable, uh, then I start getting like a bit funny about it. That's that's interesting. So I think we do use exercise differently, but we do both seem to have like a similar mentality. I think for mine, it's more. So I think with you, it's more to to sort of soothe your aggression and to help with your thoughts. Um, whereas for me, I think it does that but for me I think it's more to use up uh, my energy because I think I, I get quite restless I'm, I'm especially when I've been sat down too long or inside too long or just doing the same activity too long I'm quite a restless person with that like sometimes I think I say to you like I need to do something different I need to and then that's just a, a me thing um it's weird if it's something like reading a book or doing a puzzle or like playing sudoku then i could probably do it for hours but if it's something like being sat down watching tv i can't do that for too long without getting a bit worked up a bit like needing to to do something Mm, fair enough so that's probably the main benefit for me for exercise is just it helps to soothe with my uh my restlessness Mm. i would say how interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it for this week. Yes. Um, so thanks everyone for listening again. Yes, uh, those you. of you that are following us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, it's greatly appreciated. I've noticed that that is slowly climbing up again. Um, also, anyone that's joining the group, we've had loads of people join the group again this week. That's going well. Um, everybody's in there. Um, like I say, it's a good way for you if you want questions about Asperger's in general. There's quite a lot of people in there now. Um, obviously, it came together originally as a way for people to talk about the podcast, but uh, now it's just a general like forum for anyone that's got questions about autism. Or if they do want to talk about the episode, it's still okay to do that. There's people that bring up the topics they like or their comments on the episodes in general which is good but obviously there's people in there that just ask questions in general and there's loads of people in there now that know a lot of stuff about autism so if you've just got a question or you've got some information you want or if you're new to your diagnosis or your understanding or you've just met someone that's got autism and you don't really know it or you don't really know how Asperger's works and you want some better advice um anything like that just join the group or you just want to chat to people that have got it as well uh, of a similar yeah um and yeah, if you do want to talk about the episode, also like it's helpful for us. We like to see what people think um, of of things. Like like we said with last week's episode, we wasn't we weren't too sure how it would be received. So having people comment on what they thought about it was really helpful um, for us. And uh, if you do have any topics that you would like us to cover, uh, send us a message. You can either you can put it on the wall, but if you want to just do it directly to us if you don't necessarily want everyone to see yeah um feel free to just message us we will consider pretty much all topics i mean we're we're open to everything really yeah so any, anything you want us to talk about put it in there um we are definitely willing to talk about anything really yeah also um i know there's a few people that aren't on social media for various reasons uh, i know social media is not uh the best place for some people on the spectrum and they don't like it being on there uh, and I get that so we also have them at gmail.com for anyone that wants to talk to us directly 
but doesn't want to like join Facebook or Instagram or any of that kind of thing because you don't want to be in there. Um, that's also fine. Like I say, it's themaspergers at gmail.com. If you email us on there, it's a bit slower to get a reply from us on there, admittedly. Uh, there's some people that have sent me emails on there from a few weeks now that I kind of I, I keep meaning to reply to them, but then the I, you know i need to take time to reply i could do like a quick oh yeah thanks but i want to like reply reply so uh i'm not the fastest at that but i will get back to you um as soon as i can on that also like i said if you want to message us on any other social media platforms and not talk to us publicly on something also fine um but yeah that is it for this week thanks everyone for listening again um like I say we get more listeners all the time, which is greatly appreciated. And obviously all feedback is also good as well. Uh, we like to know how we're doing and how you feel, especially with episodes like this one um, and the one before, because we're kind of moving into stuff that's, um, yeah, I would I would have never thought we did an episode on uh, exercising. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's interesting that we've done that. And we've got, we've got some ideas for other sort of different things as well in the future that I think would be quite good mm. so stay yeah. tuned stay tuned <laughs> it's not a radio station thank you so much for listening everybody bye